I'm, I'm going to be taking my text today from the book of Acts, chapter 7 and verse 35. Uh, but I want to preface it by saying this. Uh, this is just a reminder. The name shall remain confidential, but I spoke with a, a pastor this morning that deals with issues in his church that he ought not have to deal with as a pastor. Not every church is the same. And I will say we are very blessed, very blessed here at Washington Heights Baptist Church to not have to deal with some of the things that some other pastors have to deal with. It's not the same everywhere, but there are definitely brothers that we have in Christ who uh, face a lot of difficulty just to serve in the places that they're serving. And uh, on a personal note, I want to thank you for having a spirit of cooperation as a church body and respecting my position, understanding that I must first follow the Lord and His Word and then try to lead you accordingly. And I have not received any pushback, and I thank God for that. I would also say I expect you to give me pushback if I ever get out of the book. Amen. And I think as long as we all have that perspective, we can keep moving forward together. But we do really have a unique, strong, I think a stronger than usual blend of unity than what my experiences have been. I'm sure there are other places that could say the same thing, and I thank God for those. Having said that, pray for not just your pastor, but other churches' pastors. They really do have uh, big shoes to fill, so to speak. And uh, Brother John can tell you it's not an easy job. And not seeking a pity party. It's, it's just par for the course. It's part of the task. It's an assignment and it's a calling. And uh, we have to step into that and accept whatever challenges come with the calling. And that's, But some people do make the pastor's job very miserable in certain places. And I thank God that you don't. And I pray that it always stays that way. <laughs> That being said, uh, this passage kind of goes along with some of the sentiments that I have discovered in the Word of God as it relates to the pastor's ministry over the years. Not necessarily applicable to us, but maybe a, a viewpoint that we should be reminded of and that might help us better learn and understand the call of a pastor and how we should pray for all of them. Amen. And this is a little stout the language is a little stout, but I wrote it that way to try to capture the essence and the spirit of the text as the Lord revealed it to me to try to convey to others exactly what all is entailed in the call of a preacher. Acts chapter 7 and verse 35, the Bible says, This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God sin to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush? Today, we see an untimely prophet for an unruly people. Seldom does God send the prophet of the people's choice. In fact, the very nature of the prophet by design is to be a disruptor. He is sent to be out of sync with status quo. He is sent to a people who are often stubborn and stiff-necked. He is sent as a shepherd to a 
oft wandering sheep who are too foolish to fend for themselves. Oh, you say, but how offensive. Precisely. It is meant for you to be shaken by the raw, uncut truths uttered by the lips of the God-sent prophet. When God is ready to abruptly awaken His people out of a deep sleep, He does not send those who tread lightly so as to ease you gently into consciousness. Rather, He sends one like Moses, rejected 40 years and counting, to the very people who rejected Him, as if to say, hear Him or hear no one. Yes, He sends that man, that loud, obnoxious, unwavering, rough around the edges, John the Baptist type, sometimes to sound the alarm loud enough to grab not just the attention of your flesh, but more importantly, to awaken your soul. So, it is true, dear friend, that we do not get to choose the mouthpiece through whom God decides to speak to us. And we had better get used to it. (laughs) Most likely, you will not like to hear what He has got to say at first. Most likely, you will even resent His leadership because He will force you to face your sins and your need of repentance. Most likely, He will be quicker to convict than to comfort. He does not come to speak words of enticement and entertainment, but words of warning and demands for change. He will heighten your awareness to a need for change that you previously didn't even consider but are now kept up at night over. If he does not, then he need not be called a prophet at all. What kind of preacher is this that we would want? Why, if we had our way, we would not ask for a Moses with a stern focus who would lead us to the promised land, but an Aaron who would give us the golden calf of our choice and just let us have it our way. God forbid, today we must learn to appreciate, value, support, listen to, and follow the prophets that God sends our way. And all of God's children say, Amen. Amen. I thank God for every preacher that He put in my life that would hold me accountable to the Word. Don't you? Amen.